Welcome to Reactivators, the podcast where we review video games from inside video games. The Reactivator is a magical device that allows us to travel into the world of any video game. Every week on the podcast, we bring a guest into the Reactivator to give them an opportunity to see one of their favorite video games from a new perspective, and maybe meet some characters along the way. To clarify the title of the show, my co-host, myself, and our guest are Reactivators. We react to the games we invade. We are Reactivators. Okay. I'm your host, Mr. Triple A, the Cod King, Nick Costanza, and joining me, as always, my fearless co-host, Baby Tyler Schnupp. Hey, uh, you missed one of your new nicknames. <laughs> what? I don't know. Nick Funko Stanza. You don't remember? No. Uh, I don't, who said that? <laughs> my podcast hero? I don't remember that. Your podcast hero. <laughs> Goodness. Um, uh, yeah, right. you forgot Funko Stanza. Well, it makes me feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry to our guests. Sorry to <laughs> Nick White. Following your podcast hero. <laughs> okay, I mean, I am Nick Funko Stanza, and joining me as always, Baby Tyler. Baby Tyler, how's games? Uh, the, the games are fine. I'm playing some some pretty intense baby games at the moment. Intense baby games. I specifically bought some things. Me and my friend were talking about. They're like old Konami Wii games. One of them is called Dewey's Adventure, where you where you uh, you are a tiny raindrop and you go around killing very scary demon things. Wow, mm-hmm. that sounds intense. It's it, but it's it it is made for babies. Um, it is made for children, and um, I, I'm playing another one called Elibits, which is more of a shooter, and you sort of collect these little guys there it's it's a little more babyish it's it's less there's there's you know you're not you're not killing anything well, that's good if you do want to kill something you should play call of duty speaking of <laughs> we have a five-star review today uh this is from kick guy 42 on apple Podcasts. he says cod tip the butt grenade is the strongest hmm I play a lot of these games. I don't know what he's referring to, but thank you very much, Kick Guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to get a COD tip read on the show, uh, do what he did. Leave a five-star review and a comment. Uh, we have a fantastic guest today. You know him. You love him. Writer, comedian, extraordinaire, co-host of the Baywatch Watch, Charlie Mihalik. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Charlie, House games? Games is good. <laughs> and he's done. Yeah. Uh, if you have follow-ups, I'll be happy to ask them. Actually, <laughs> I did want to say it's really cool to see you read that intro live. I always thought it was pre-recorded because you always have such a mastery of uh, the intro and the explanation of the show. It was really great to see how the sausage was made. Second of all, I, I like that you guys just read your own reviews for your podcast live on air so that so that people know that people like your podcast. I think that's really smart. Something that other podcasts should do, just mm-hmm. scan their Apple podcast reviews and, and get those out there. Um, like and, it doesn't uh, happen as often as we'd like <laughs> that we have reviews You got to celebrate. <laughs> no, I get it. You got to celebrate those wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Well, thank you, and I'd love to say I improvise every week. Uh, Would you describe intro. it as high octane, Charlie? The way he does it. This one had a little bit more stank on it. I will say that I do think he put a little bit of growl into the voice towards the end. He, but uh, I, in the other ones that I've listened to, it was it was pretty like you know like 
um, middle of the road, but but not displeasing to the ear. But in this one, I did notice it. It had just a a little bit more of a twinge of attitude towards the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Middle Must of be the road. Stubble. It sounds. Yeah, I knew how it sounded coming out of my mouth, but I I certainly don't mean it as an insult. I meant it as like, you know, like almost like an NPR type thing. It was like this is we're dealing with pros. So oh. so in that it's professional. Coming from my podcast hero, Charlie Me Mahalik. Wow. So I know who my favorite is. <laughs> means the world. Thank you, second Tyler. Guessing. That means a lot. Yeah. You really second guessed his name pronunciation as you were saying it. Well, I I always said Mahalik, but um uh Mahalik is, is Yeah, well, Mahalik's how we pronounce it. Out, out here in the Midwest, they say Mahalich. Some people say Mahalik. It is really all over the place. And uh, so, you know, all, all close. Okay. Um, yeah. What's our country of origin? Country of origin is Croatia. Croatia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a game follow-up question for you. Sure. <laughs> uh, last time you and I talked about video games... Uh, was about two years ago (laughs) and I remember that you were big on Doom at the time I think it was Doom 2016 Doom 2016 yeah yeah Uh, Yeah. it was under big fan sort of my impression at the time that you weren't previously a huge gamer Doom seemed like a game that was getting you back into video games has quarantine changed that I think that that might have been just a misconception on your part because I've always wow. been a, a, a very big gamer. Um, I have both. I have currently in my possession PS4 Pro. I have that base Xbox One and a Nintendo Switch. Um, I've had every console that has come out at one point or another. Uh, uh, I'm someone who I watch a lot of like video game content. It's how I like relax or whatever is watch reviews watch uh i watch these really long video essays on games by this guy named noah caldwell gervais who is just i think probably the best video game essayist out there and he makes like he's done like a four hour uh like essay about the mass effect series he recently just did a two hour one on cyberpunk 2077 he like really goes into like why a game works thematically what makes the systems like play into those types of things so no i really do like games sometimes i only like i will go for like six or seven months at a time without playing games for a little bit because my life gets kind of busy but then when i have that time i kind of like get into that world and i think at the time yeah i was playing doom 2016 um which i had never played a doom game before i just was it was something that like as much as like when I started getting into shooters, I think the first one that I really got into was Halo, um, which to me, I was like, oh, it's just got a lot more going on than Doom did. But playing this game and realizing how they made all of the systems work together to make you feel like as badass as possible when playing. And then in the follow-up Doom Eternal, it's even more so. Um, It like probably was one of the more inventive first-person shooters that I've ever played. So you were playing Doom 2016, and my impression was you're a huge gamer. And Lindsay, you can just pick up the edit right there. Yeah, for the for the listener, uh, Nick was his head was shrinking into his shell. No, no, no. It's not. I totally understand. I think like I don't. I'm not like as absorbed into the video game world, but I definitely like find myself like it's something that I like doing. Where I'll like I have the Xbox Game Pass. 
and I'll just like pick a game that I haven't played from there and then just get into it. It just really depends. I'm really bad at finishing games. That is mm. my that is my weakness is I am someone who like plays it and then once I get to the point where I'm like I get it, there's not really much more new mechanics or things that they're going to introduce um then yeah. sometimes especially with like an open world game i'm just like i'm probably not going to see this through to the end but i play it enough and to feel like i've like got the hang of it you know right i think i'm similar there's i i gotta be honest there's no way i'm finishing dewey's adventure <laughs> um. oh man well you got it i mean the end will blow your mind <laughs> yeah good <laughs> turns out it was in the malcolm in the middle universe Oh, there right. you <laughs> well, uh, I have a segment to start with uh, because this week I was touched by a game gel. Uh... <laughs> now, I want to say something. We haven't talked about this in a while, but I am here to conclude our feud with Best Buy. Remember what? this, no. Tyler? Yeah, well, I had one. You didn't. So you can't conclude it with me. Well, I sort of jumped on board with you at the time. You had an issue where Best Buy would not give you a microphone that you purchased from them. Yeah. And the podcast briefly cited against them. Well, let me tell you this. I got a Best Buy credit card in order to buy a rower. <laughs> and not game related at all. But I got $45 on it, 45 rewards dollars. And I just saw this out of the blue. I just went to pay my credit card bill. I saw, wow, I got $45. I can get whatever I want. Oh, what a glorious day. So I go to Best Buy and I buy the Lego Mario starter set. <laughs> this is about a $46 thing. I, I ended up paying $3 for it total with tax. And I felt touched by a game, Joel, because even though I had to stand in line humiliated as a 27-year-old man holding a Lego Mario kit, I paid so little for it. It felt great. Are these physical Legos? They are, yeah. Um, I don't have the Mario here. I got a little Goomba right there. Cute. Um, Cute. And they're activated by your phone, so Mario actually runs on batteries, the Lego Mario, and he makes noises. And if you put him on the barcode on the top of each enemy's head, it makes the noise from the game. It's kind of cute. Oh, that's, that's actually pretty cool. This is also um, why I've retired my Tinder segment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Well, um, was anyone I mean, else? Go yeah, ahead. there's someone out there for everyone, Nick. <laughs> I don't even know what the Tinder segment was, but if, it was, if you're saying that the Legos are connected to it in some way, no. There's someone out there who loves the Lego Mario set who, who, yeah. I don't know if I want to know that person. Okay. <laughs> well, then there's a problem. <laughs> Just Tyler, I have a question it. for you. Yeah. So Best Buy wouldn't give you the microphone. Is it because they said, like, we can't in good conscience, like, have another podcast start? Or <laughs> yeah. no more podcasts? I we can't give you this mic. We right. know what you're going to use it for. 
for. Exactly. Yeah, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have made it put. I shouldn't have put that in the description when I bought it online. Of like, yeah. Any 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 notes you'd like us to know, like so we can <laughs> yeah. bring it out to your car. <laughs> yeah. This is specifically to start a podcast about video games. <laughs> no, we're just gonna keep the eighty bucks. Yeah, we'll go. To, we're gonna hold on to that and do the world a favor. <laughs> yeah. Was anyone for me? Huh? Is anyone else touched by a game jewel this week? Uh, um, I, I so touched by a game jewel is when someone does a kindness. There's some sort of kindness that is bestowed upon you in the game world. You know, or is it just a good game story? <laughs> it's a good game story. Okay. Uh, well, I was I was asked to be on a podcast that I really enjoy uh called reactivators so that's okay. that's me being touched by a game joel no. oh, wow. um that's, yeah that doesn't count wow. and no but uh i think i started uh i decided to start fresh and play through breath of the wild and i'm determined to beat it mm. and i'm closer than i've ever been so i think like it was a thing in which like through through extensive use of guides because the one thing about that game is it is so easy to not know what the hell you're supposed to do mm-hmm. next and so i've now uh as of today i beat my third divine beast wow congrats. i'm getting ready to go for four and then and then we'll see what happens from there but um really enjoying it and i think like i feel oddly a small sense of accomplishment even though it is a video game that is specifically distracting me from other productivity so, yeah, of course. Yeah. But you're going to, you know, it's nice to be in that world. It's, yeah. uh, so it's, uh, so, uh, I'll tell my know. kids about it someday. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta. The like... time I had Polygon open on my iPad as I played <laughs> through. <laughs> yeah. Literally I... needing help with every step of the way. Like, just like, <laughs> as soon as I turn my life over to the strategy guide, I cannot swing a sword. <laughs> I cannot take two steps without right. being like, does the guide say this is the right thing to do? <laughs> gotcha. So that's where I am. Tyler, do you have what? one? Do I? No. <laughs> then my segment is over. <laughs> okay. I, didn't, I really don't think I, I have one. I think... Um, I've been I've been only playing these like children's games and the game that we're going to do today. But and now on now that's and you know this leads me right into my segment. Perfect. This segment is called Hates Off to You. It's back. Um yeah. uh I've been a bit of a hater on this show and instead of shy away from it I am leaning all the way in. So this week my hate goes off to uh Fans of, or not fans of the game, uh, Metroid Other M. Uh, <laughs> these borderline incel freaks. What? <laughs> these every I I recently got this game from uh Game Realms. Shout out to that store. Um, it was I'd never been there before. It was very cool. It's in Burbank. Um. They had uh, Metroid Other M, and I was like, oh, I've never, I never played that one. I'm going to get it. It was cheap. Bring it home, and I start looking up reviews, and it's all these incel freaks <laughs> talking about, oh, I hated the story. It was too much talking from her. If you hate this game, it's because you hate women a little bit. 
and that's uh, my hate goes off to these freaks. <laughs> now, I have not played Metroid Other M, but I've played Super Metroid, and I've played Metroid Prime, mm-hmm. and and also through heavy use of strategy guys. Because, <laughs> yeah, those are hard. Those are hard, and I just know where to go and which which weapons to get and stuff like that. But I do know that when I read reviews of it, like knowing that in those other games, Samus never talks, mm-hmm. and it's very moody. And and that Metroid Other M is like because it's a platinum games game, right? It's like a, it's a it's the the people who made like Near Automata, Bayonetta, and some other or Team Ninja. It's one of those two. Yeah, uh, right. the team that made Ninja Gaiden. So like it it's like a completely different developer than Nintendo developing it in house. And I think that's why it feels very different. Like um, it also is has a lot of like constant forward progression rather than backtracking metroidvania style um of that and so a lot of purists i know were really upset about it but sure uh, i i haven't played the game so it could be that they're all just incel freaks um <laughs> it is know. it is fun i do i do enjoy playing it um the dialogue that everybody is complaining about just feels sort of like a an rpg this is also like a well over 10 year old game by yeah. the way so it's like um but yeah, it just feels like like a JRPG, like uh, dialogue wise. So I, it really doesn't bother me or anything like that. Well, so. let's put it to bed. It's been ten years. Shut up about Metroid <laughs> Other M. You're done. Okay, AKA mom. It's over. You incel freaks. <laughs> you freaks. You canceled. Reactivators is coming out hard against <laughs> haters of. Metroid Other M. Now I've definitely heard arguments that the Other uh, M is misogyny. <laughs> I I've heard conversely arguments that Other M actually is sexist in its portrayal of Samus. Oh yeah. Uh, I okay, think it's now certainly... I hate Metroid Other M. <laughs> I think it led to more Tyler. of the of the skin tight suit. <laughs> Drop it. <laughs> all right. Um, Before I get well, canceled. Sorry. Yeah, we're all canceled except Charlie. Uh, Charlie, what's your both sides take on it? <laughs> I think I just gave it whatever what whatever's the right take I've got. It. <laughs> okay. Uh, whichever way you feel, if you're a fan of the show, just fast forward or rewind to one of his takes. Okay. Uh, Tyler, anything more on that segment? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, speaking of incels, it's time for Costanza's Call of Duty Quarter. <laughs> Yeah. The more things change, the more they stay the same. 50,000 people used to live here. Now it's a ghost town. The numbers, Mason. You muppet. Revenge is like a ghost. All right, let's do this. Welcome to Costanza's Call of Duty Corner, where I talk about all things COD. I didn't write anything down for this one today. <laughs> I know. After that intro? <laughs> After all those quotes and the mashing on the keyboard, and then there's no segment? <laughs> Well, I talked about zombies last episode, I think, um, and uh, there's got to be something. Well, I I guess I have a partial follow-up to the challenge I laid down two episodes ago. Uh, I hope these come out of the order I'm talking about them. Uh, I threw out a video game tennis challenge based on the book The Inner Game of Tennis. The idea was that if you try to play a game without passing judgment on yourself for playing poorly or well... Uh, you might actually learn the skills to improve. And I've noticed that in trying to implement this myself, as soon as I start judging myself, 
I'm doing worse. Like I will forget that I put this challenge out there. I'll be playing two V two gunfight. And then I'll as like immediately, as, as soon as I start to win, I'm we're two rounds up. Then I lose the game. You know, I throw it. And when I just try to just play to the best of my ability without letting that inner voice go, it works. So if you have an update, hit me with it. Can I actually ask you some questions about this? Sure. This is not about your your overall strategy or anything like that. But, like, I have a really hard time with online multiplayer shooters. Um, I, I really don't like playing them because of the fact that I feel like they take whatever is great and immersive about the game and then they strip it all out in favor of people learning exploits and people learning what the, the preferred or the dominant strategy is in order to win a particular map. And so it will be the kind of thing where when I first start playing, I remember I really tried to get into like Rainbow Six Vegas like mm -hmm. 15 years ago. And it was a thing in which I was getting screamed at constantly because you have to work together with your team. And like all of the things that make the single player experience cool because they, they actually basically like walk you through the mechanics. Each thing showcases different things that the developers have. Everything else becomes like about developing like what are called these like insane twitch reflexes. Like it like this the learning curve is so steep that if you wait a few months or a year or to start playing a multiplayer shooter that's already built up and developed a community, you are so outclassed by everyone in the game who's been playing for so long that it essentially like neuters the fun out of it. Uh, so how do you how do you cope with that? Tell me what your what your or is it have you been playing these for so long that that's what you like about it? I have been playing them for a long time, but I know what you're talking about because, uh, like you in gaming, I will dip out for a while. With Call of Duty, they come out every year. There have been years where I've just skipped them, and then if I try to play that one late in the cycle, it is really hard. It's like uh, trying to merge onto the freeway. You know, you got to be going fast. You're willing to just keep going <laughs> or you're gonna get creamed yeah uh -huh. um but i will say the mode that i was just talking about one that i really like playing is you and a buddy versus two other people and you don't get to pick your gun so the only way that you can exploit play is by crouching or jumping essentially everyone it gets the same weapon each round you have to really beat each other either by skill or uh, intelligence. Uh, it's kind of fun. It's, okay. it's like chess for bros. Cool. <laughs> um, okay. That's all I got. Uh, the AS Val in the Call of Duty meta is really taken off, and there's a version of it called the Melfoss where the uh, bullets are red and they kind of look like lasers. That's cool. I have no idea what any of that was that you just said. <laughs> no need. Uh, well, let's get into our game of the week. Horizon Zero Dawn is an action RPG developed by Guerrilla Games and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Set in the 31st century in a post-apocalyptic world where robot animals reign supreme and humanity has regressed into a hunter-gatherer-like state, Horizon Zero Dawn follows the adventures of Alloy, Aloy, a young outcast to uncover her true past. I knew I was going to get it wrong. I've been playing the game. They say it so many times and still seeing it. Every two out. seconds. <laughs> yeah. Every two seconds. They say her name. Mm -hmm. Aloy. <laughs> 
Horizon Zero Dawn features a large open-world map that Aloy can traverse, increasing her skills with experience points used to fine-tune hunting abilities and other things. She is also equipped with a Focus, an earpiece that provides her a HUD to scan the world, enemies, and gain an advantage over her less technologically inclined brethren. Released in 2017, Horizon Zero Dawn received praise from critics, critics for its combat mechanics, world, and story, with the performance of Ashley Birch as Aloy singled out as a high point. The game is one of the highest selling on the PS4, having sold 10 million copies, and a sequel is scheduled to arrive later this year, in 2021, the year we're in right now. Charlie, I understand this is one of your favorite games. Yeah, this is a game that I I really really loved. It was uh, the first game that I actually I got my PS4 Pro in 2018, and I believe this was the first game that came out that was like taking advantage of the PS4 Pro's graphical prowess. It was oh. released to show off the prowess of the uh, PS4 Pro, and it really does. It's it's a gorgeous game uh great graphics great gameplay a lot of people call them robot dinosaurs but no i think the only thing that even resembles a dinosaur is the tall necks the things that you oh, climb yeah. the towers everything else is like a predator of some kind so like saber tooth tiger there's like deer there's there's Classic ostriches predator. yeah <laughs> but those ones aren't predators right you you hunt those and they right. like run away from you so um, yeah, it kind of like resembles like an ecosystem. I also the watchers like the, are a yeah, little raptor like. Watchers are a little raptor like. You're absolutely right. So I think those and the tall necks are probably your, but it, but the watchers are like kind of the easiest to kill too. I think mm -hmm. of them. They're kind of like compies. Yeah, mm -hmm. compsignathus, small yeah. as a chicken. But I uh, I I really like this game because a I think it's a great take on. Uh, post-apocalypse mm -hmm. because uh, whereas like the last of us is so near after uh, that that the society as it will has broken down but like humanity still kind of clings to kind of the old system of doing things whereas this is this is essentially like a start over and so they're completely have no technology whatsoever because of the fact that they have such a deep mistrust of technology for what happened i also like that this is taking place in like the ecosystems are like basically the four corners like it's like um colorado new mexico utah and arizona mm -hmm. i think they're like the four biomes that you're uh that you're you know dealing in so you can come across like parts of the world where you'd be like oh this is the red rocks amphitheater in denver or this is you know you climb skyscrapers in denver searching for what actually happened to the world yes um and it allows you to like kind of get lost and explore those things and then the moments in which you're like slowly scaling up to be able to take on the bigger uh animals that you have to fight is really satisfying because it's really really challenging at first like you get owned almost immediately if you get hit and then and then as you level up as you get stronger armor as you get the different weapon upgrades um you start to feel a lot more like a badass um and you know as your skill tree upgrades and things like that so yeah it's a it's a really fun game it's great tyler yeah. do you play it much of it yeah, I'm right. Yeah, because I it it has uh, there's a PS4 Pro in my in my house, and it's always been on there, but I I I never I never played it. I feel I feel like I was playing other games, and when Charlie said he wanted to play, I was like, well, I'll, I'll I have it. I will 
go through it. And I I did enjoy this. I enjoyed it quite a bit as yeah. far as I got. I didn't get insanely far, but um, I it because if if Skyrim was like this, I would like Skyrim. This uh, like if that makes sense. Yeah, this yeah, is like totally. I get it. Because it's similar in, like, how they, they, like, talk to each other and, you know, whatever you choose. Dialogue tree. Dialogue. And um, I, yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was cool. It's great. Yeah. It's very fluid and fun. It reminds me of a lot of games, games that be- came before it and after it. Mm-hmm. Um, like The crafting and the, the armor system feels kind of Breath of the Wild. Yep. Um, those types of things yeah it's got a lot of you know obviously it's got some ubisoft influence in it with all the towers that reveal yes. portions of the map and little dots to go to um yeah it felt very far cry particularly yes. like far cry primal i don't know if you guys okay. played that one no. uh it was a far cry game that was set in 10,000 bc or something you are are a literal hunter gatherer but as excited as I was for that game to come out, when it actually comes out, it's like, oh, okay. So I walk around to the forest and hunt things <laughs> yeah. with a spear and that's it. Here, there's so much intrigue in this world that this yeah. is a world where technology won, like the Matrix, Skynet, essentially. Yeah, they're... it's it's Terminator is basically mm-hmm. what it is, yeah. And then the world ended up progressing so far that now it's like the the old days but it, it's such an interesting balance of future and past and i find the story so engaging you're this young outcast girl and you're trying to find your place and early on they tee you up that it's almost going to be this hunter games thing of you need to prove yourself in this arena and win and, and they blow that up almost immediately yeah in a big way literally yeah. <laughs> pull the rug out it's yeah. very smart yeah um, i Go for it, Tyler. No, no, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I think, like, it was one in which it it's a little slow to start mm-hmm. because they, they really, like, want to set up, like, I think, like, that opening where you're the little girl Aloy and you're yes. going through that vault and you're seeing all the memories of all the people who are, like, basic, who basically, like, went to this vault to, to die so that they wouldn't get eaten by the machines and they've got all their memories and they're like talking about what's happening. So you realize that like something really wrong happened here and you haven't seen the outside world yet. And then when you go out and you see like how gorgeous and how lush and how nature has come back and how, you know, like with humanity being really depopulated, like the ecosystem has had a chance to recover. But at the same time, these things are essentially just on autopilot uh, and there was nobody there to turn them off um which is just it's just a really interesting way of looking at it and so the way that you attack like all the different things is there's a different strategy for each type of beast like they you know like certain ones like you want to set them on fire certain ones you want to like anchor them to the ground using these traps that essentially like hold them in place so that you can you can launch things at them there's things where you want to knock their armor off there's just like all these different things that um you know there's like the ones that are almost like like crabs uh-huh. that have the big tank on their back and like every single one is imposing and intimidating at first yes and then when you learn the strategy you can kind of go around and be like oh, okay and then it represents like you're like oh this is great i'm similar to breath of the wild once i know how to like beat something and i know an area where i'm like oh i can get five bow and arrows if i go in and 
take these guys out so it's exciting where you're like oh i can get this much crafting components or this many you know like this much experience if i take out all these things so you go hunting for it rather than like doing like in the beginning you have to set up like you have to look at the stealth and you have to look at their path and you have to like basically sneak around (laughs) them and all that stuff and after a while you kind of just stop doing that because you feel much more like you can take the fight to them it's cool super cool Um, the hunting in the game it's it visually it looks like you're hunting for food but you're taking mechanical parts from these machine animals it's really interesting and then i just love the way they play with what you know and then flip it on its head a little bit because there are animals that look like uh the hunters and the hunted but they're actually all on the same side so they will alert each other to your presence yeah Uh, the predators will alert like the deer and stuff it's super cool yeah absolutely what i found really interesting um about the whole thing was how fucking smoking hot all the characters were okay (laughs) i and this i was kind of like taken aback at one point when it's like the first side mission in the game and i was like oh my god that that woman is gorgeous and i don't like (laughs) i don't do that in video games usually it's usually like okay yeah like they're you know this is they're good, you know good job guerrilla games i guess yeah straight <laughs> up it was everybody was super hot and everyone's hair was very chunky yes there's a lot of chunky. chunky hair yeah <laughs> no it's funny i try not to put the things people don't like in these uh sum ups as much um no for sure but this game got noted for having bad character models that stuck really? out to me several times i think it's the mouth movements i would say that i think in the dialogue sections everyone's performance comes off a little wooden i think aloy does a pretty good job but a lot of the people like i find it like to be as you said skyrim i was also reminded of like the witcher um Mm -hmm. where you're now where you now shift into this like back and forth like of the two people and it just doesn't have the same like i mean you look at like a game like the last of us 2 which probably has some of the best you know performances i've ever seen and yeah and and then you look at something like this and it is a little bit more wooden i think she's great she's amazing i do think like it made it so that like I wasn't as I wasn't as invested in what was happening to the other humans in the world, but I d- was very invested in how we got to this point. If that makes sense, yeah. yeah. Sure. The world itself, yeah. Like how did like what happened with the machines? Why all of a sudden did this happen? And you know, it turns out that it's very similar to the Terminator. <laughs> it's just <laughs> you know, but I think it's really interesting. Like I don't know if either of you've beat it or if you care about spoilers. Um, I, you know, in the interest of the podcast, I say go for it. Uh, we'll you say go, go for we'll, it. Okay. Yeah. Skip ahead. All right. Two skip ahead if you don't want spoilers. But you find out at the end that, like, Aloy is a clone of the woman who essentially, like, created these things. Like, one of Whoa. the chief scientists who created all of these things. Whoa. So that's why she's an outcast. <laughs> that's why she has no parents. That's why she... Like anything like that, she's essentially like a, a direct biological clone of this person, which is why there's a certain like special 
interaction that a lot of the things have with her there's like just certain other things like that and i think it's it's you know so it really like complicates like her personal journey as well rather than her just being like an outcast who's like oh i'm gonna figure out what's going on obviously this search for her personal which is which you know it's it's not exactly the same but in terminator of course you could just have the terminator going and but once you find out oh no your son is going to be the leader of the resistance then the story becomes a lot more personal yes yeah Look, terminator 2 is so good it really is <laughs> oh so i actually sweet. just was on a podcast like two weeks ago in which the entire thing was me talking about the terminator franchise whoa me giving a, a a full rundown of the entire terminator franchise and why it goes completely off the rails but those first two boy mm-hmm. oh yeah boy are they good movies yeah one of my last uh pre-core movies actually was terminator dark fate i think hmm. yikes yeah it wasn't it, even you know, bad it was just wasn't not, terminator it's not the worst yeah it's not the worst one but it certainly is like it's it's one in which uh yeah you just are like we can stop <laughs> we don't need any more it is a huge slap in the face opening skip ahead two minutes yes, if you don't yeah. want terminator dark fate spoiled for you huge slap in the face it starts with a digitally de-aged Edward Furlong. Uh, John Connor. Yeah, yeah. Edward Furlong. Um, I watched... a shotgun blast to the face. Yeah, he gets immediately <laughs> killed by the Terminator. I had just watched Terminator 2 to prepare for it because they were saying this one's the sequel to that. And the guy that they spend the whole movie watching and protecting, he just gets immediately killed. It was shocking. But also, I mean, what makes the movie even more ridiculous is the fact that, like, Arnold, because he's been left in that timeline... He's had 25 years to reflect on what he did and grow a conscience. <laughs> that's the Terminator that's right. it's develops true. a conscience and feels bad for what he did. And I so am now he was a good guy. <laughs> I am just, just like, remembering what? now that I have seen this yeah. a couple months ago. <laughs> he started a draperies business and then has been li- like living with people and then calls himself Carl and yeah. has a- <laughs> developed a conscience. And he was great. It didn't make any sense, but he was no. great. I mean, yeah, he's, he's I, I'll watch him at anything, but it is funny that afterwards people were like, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I loved how he started a Windows business. Insane. An insane choice. Yeah. Um, This game also kind of reminded me of Ghost of Tsushima. I think <laughs> I Another was... game I'm playing, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really great, yeah. Another one I haven't finished, uh, uh, to be honest. Somebody Same. called me out after listening to our episode about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I have to say, I, I do really love Ghost of Tsushima so far. But this drew me in a little bit more because the same thing as with Far Cry Primal, I wasn't quite in the mood for a period piece. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't need something at this point in time set exactly when it's set. I'm never going to get a gun in Ghost of Tsushima. I'm not going to be able to just shoot people as far as I know. No. Um, but there I, I mean there's yeah. a there's a pretty fun mission where you essentially like storm a keep and then you get on top of a wall and you turn the like the enemy's weapon on their ships Ooh. and you are you are just launching volleys of like explosives off this thing and just taking down like dozens and dozens of ships oh, that uh, in a harbor which is really fun i think the cool thing that i've noticed about ghost of tsushima in playing it is that it keeps finding ways to introduce new mechanics even when you're like 30 or 40 hours into the game like there mm-hmm. is a 
there is like all of a sudden I was like I thought oh I've seen everything there is to do and then I just happened to do this one mission and all of a sudden it told me to press R3 and uh, L3 and yeah. all of a sudden the, the screen went black and white and I just like lopped some guy's head off That's and amazing. just ran and just started like destroying guys and it was like oh now you have ghost mode and yeah. it was like yeah it just like keeps introducing these things so every time you think like okay I'll probably put this down plus like it is just like that's a monumentally gorgeous game as well. I yes. would say that like this game, you know, still looks incredible, but Ghost of Tsushima, I've like turned it on and was just like awestruck at some of the like the the imagery and things like that. It's like they really learned how to harness the power of the PS4 Pro. It's beautiful. Yeah. Especially like at the end of a generation. It's like, you know, I, I certainly have not gotten my hands on either of the new consoles yet but and we're forbidden to talk yeah about i that. heard they're forbidden mm -hmm. uh, to talk about on here but i would say like i think the big thing that you're getting out of those is like yeah i mean i guess we'll eventually see the increased graphics power but everything that's coming out now they're just like 60 frames per second and fast loading times but otherwise mm -hmm. like you're not like getting like a substantially worse experience from most games on like the <clears throat> the ps4 pro unless it's like cyberpunk right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and if you, you know, order a PS5 from Best Buy, good fucking luck. You won't be seeing it. <laughs> uh, but we love we love you, Best Buy. <laughs> we love you. Uh, so you I'm, love, and I, I just want to get this on the record. You love Best Buy because you signed up for a credit card, and they gave you credit card rewards points to incentivize you to continue using your Best Buy credit card to eventually one day build up debt from them. It's free money. <laughs> I get it. I have a credit card that I eat, but I but I don't I don't sit and just go like God. I freaking love this credit card. <laughs> it's money for free. What can you say? God, I love <laughs> consumerism. Thank you, Best Buy. Thank you for letting me put a ding on my credit card on my credit score. <laughs> uh, well, I want to say really quickly that we're twenty five episodes in. Can you believe Congratulations. it? Congratulations! Oh wow! Thank Lydia. you, Charlie. We're six honored months. to have you. Yeah, six months, 25, boy, feels good. And I just want to say, because this was a game, I got it with my PS4. I got the bundle that came with this, Last of Us Remastered and God of War. I didn't know what this was. <laughs> and sometimes I'm a man of habit. I'll say it. Tyler and I aren't gamers. We're dumb guys who say who play games, who yeah. say games too. We're, we're such idiots. Um, <laughs> but... I wouldn't have probably picked up this game if we hadn't had you on, Charlie, to introduce us to it. And that's something I really appreciate about doing this show. Even 25 episodes in, I played lots of games that I haven't played before. And it's cool. It's so awesome. Thank I'm you. glad to introduce it to you. Yeah. Now, did you have any last thoughts on Horizon Zero Dawn? Anything you wanted to mention about it? Uh, I just think, like, it's a game that I think everyone should, it's probably, like, you can get the complete edition, which includes the Frozen Wilds expansion for probably 20 bucks, maybe even less, like, especially on a PS, and it's, and it's well worth your time, it's, it's, you know, it's very different than most, you know, it's got some familiar elements, but it's different, it's, it's, uh, got, like, it's fun to take on every single one of these things, there's, uh, like, just, it's gorgeous uh so it's just a world that you'll like inhabiting for a little while so yeah just highly recommend it wow well charlie it sounds like you're a fan of horizon zero dawn but 
Have you ever been inside Horizon Zero Dawn? I haven't. Really? Well, uh, we sent you a little reactivator. We were thinking we could all go explore the game together. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Is this, do I push it? You should probably open the box first. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's what that is. That's a box. Yeah. We always send them out in a cardboard box. Sometimes Tyler throws a little something extra in there. Yeah. And uh, this is embarrassing. It is, it is your own headshot. If you would sign that for me. Uh, just oh yeah, for my, sure. Yeah, my favorite. Uh, it's got my improv my resume hero. stapled to the back of it. So is that What's okay? That? It's got my improv resume stapled to the back of it. Yeah, I, just, I made about seven hundred of those, so <laughs> they'd be future proof for Herald auditions. <laughs> right. Yeah, I got my hands on one. <laughs> okay, so please. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Yeah, it's I'll very it inside back. baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also slipped Nick Weiger's headshot in there too. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, that's nice. He's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's turn on the thing. Cut to uh, three guys taking apart a robot animal. All right. I got some lug nuts here, some sparkers. This is a cool dinosaur. It's not a dinosaur. It's not. No. It's a. That's a misconception. It's a. It, 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 at the most, it they probably overlapped slightly in terms of evolution, but you know, it's certainly certainly old, certainly old, but not a dinosaur. And um, I kind of just think it's. We should strive for accuracy. People just throw around the term dinosaur, but it's not a dinosaur. I'm gonna bring these parts back to camp. Some lady's gonna come pick them up. Oh, turn them into arrows. You're pissed. I'm not pissed. I'm you're not pissed. pissed. It's I just... point out. I point out a factual error, which I think it's fine to say. Yes, I made an error, and now you're mad. So now I'm gonna be the jerk. It just feels like. It just feels like I always say something. I, I'm never right. You know. All you have to do is not call it a dinosaur. It's got a. It's got a big mouth. It's got a snout. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. Does an anteater have a snout? Does that that do, like almost literally almost every animal has a snout of some kind? Okay. Well, it walks on two legs. It did. It's got a snout. Hey, back me up, Tyler. <laughs> it also. I mean, the the biggest indicator that it is not a dinosaur is that. There are also antlers next to it, so I'm going to say this is not this is not a dinosaur. Okay, a and this is not a gang up. We're not trying to gang up because no. in order to gang up, it, it usually has to do with opinion. This is not something that is up to opinion. This is not up for debate. This is just, and as long as we can just lay that out and we can just come clear on that, then we never have to talk about it again. Because I really do want a productive relationship with you. I want to be friends, but I yeah. can't abide. You calling okay. it a dinosaur. All right, we'll drop it. I, I hear what you're saying. We're outcasts. We don't really have any other friends to have. So. I'm sorry. I can't drop it. I need what? to hear you say it. I need to hear you, you say it's not a dinosaur. I, I, I said it. I I'm said sorry, it already. but I need to hear you say it. You can say we drop it. But I cannot drop it until you say it's not a dinosaur. Okay, it's got a tail. 
It's got antlers. Oh my god. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow my freaking top, okay? I can see you backing into backing into this non-committal description of the animal, and and all you gotta do is say it's not a dinosaur. We see, we hear it, <laughs> and then the words deer pop out. <laughs> okay, I mean, what do you think that is? I I hit it in its heart, and it's seeping out letters. They always do this. I'm gonna put the letters in my pocket. And I'm gonna sell them for scrap. They're random letters. You know what? The, you are being obtuse. There's no other word for it. This is just... All right. You know what? I'll say it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. You just giggle away. Giggle away at my expense. Uh, well, uh, this, is, this is hard. Okay. We cut back to... We, we cut back to the, the village. Uh, did you guys... Uh, did you guys bring back the... Any parts? Yeah, we brought back some parts. From parts from what? Yeah, we brought back parts. So, okay. Parts from what? Parts from what? Uh, any of what that. are you gonna? What do you call that thing that we brought parts back from? <laughs> yeah, of, what do you call it? Any of the die? Um, <gasps> any <laughs> of the D? Uh, <gasps> listen. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Carl's just trying to run his own business over here. Oh, no. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. Carl. So, yeah, I f totally forgot that when the apocalypse happened, it also released a bunch of Terminators. <laughs> Those Terminators have had enough time to feel bad for what they did to humanity. <laughs> so that now they're just legitimate businessmen who are making a, a shard. <laughs> We're just trying to make an honest shard. Right. In this world, which is the currency of our day. Yes. Okay. Just leave me. I'm. I just. I just need the parts to make to make the windows. All right. Here's your dino parts. Thank you. What <clears throat> country are you from? What's that? I'm trying to place that accent. Hmm. Um. Oh. Uh. It's been a while. Let me ask your mother. Oh my gosh, it's the lead singer of Stained. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> you survived this whole time? Oh, I'm a huge fan. Oh, thanks, man. When you did that cover of Behind Blue Eyes with Fred Durst, that like, changed my life. That got me through high school. Oh, come on. No, that, that was so long ago. Truthfully, so, so long ago. I remember it like it was yesterday because that's when I found the MP3 player <laughs> that had that track on it. Oh, wow. What are you holding there? Dinosaur parts? No. Okay. You know what? Never meet your heroes. <laughs> They're going to oh. let you down. It's me, an elder from the village. I just had to wander over to you gentlemen to say, you're so hot. <laughs> okay. I'm just marveling at how Granny, hot you all are. Granny, I'm sorry. That's, you're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> well, well, wait a minute. Actually, you know what? Here's what I'm going to say. You know those things, those things that are just wandering around trying to kill us all the time, and we basically go out and hunt them? What do you call those? There is an ancient word in the old world 
cursed world. Oh. Yeah, drop me, the, drop the word. Drop. The I shudder word. to think of the old world. You better not be bringing technology here. No, this is going to determine whether or not you and I are going to knock boots tonight. <laughs> oh. Well, of course Tread they're dinosaurs. Carefully. Play your cards right, and you can spend spend a night night with me. All I need to do, all I need to hear is not hear one specific word and huh? hear any other word. <laughs> well, I guess you'll have to lead me one way or the other. No, and... it has to be genuine, okay? okay? I don't just give it up that, I'm not that easy. Okay, so. The closer you get to telling me, the more clothing items I'll remove. <laughs> okay, and it's gold out. Oh boy, you know. Okay, you know what? This isn't worth it. It's too much work. <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to find one friendly, friendly face. One so I don't feel so crazy. I'm right. I know I'm right. Cut to uh, Charlie with the <laughs> on a on a tall neck. Okay, now this is a dinosaur. <laughs> straight up <laughs> okay yes this i will acknowledge the straight up this is a dinosaur there's no other way to slice it this is a brontosaurus and uh and you know what yeah it's it's <laughs> definitely got all of the characteristics of a dinosaur i would say the closest thing it could it could be it could also be related to is a giraffe but i just don't think it cuts it i think this is a dinosaur Charlie, uh, i brought you up here to talk about our relationship I feel like... Oh, Granny, I'm sorry. I got so lost in my own <laughs> self-flagellation. <laughs> I, I brought you course, up here please, to talk. talk yes. and Sorry, and I came up here because it's been a while. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stained. <laughs> Look, Granny, I, I want to be clear about what... That was a one-night thing for me, okay? I was I was going through something. I had been you know, feeling as though, like, I was the only one who realized that, you know, 85% of the things that surround us are not dinosaurs. And you brought me up onto the one thing that could be called the dinosaur, which almost feels like this is intentional. Okay, so is this punishment because I broke it off? Is this punishment because I, you know, didn't want to give you my ring? I wanted your ring so bad. I thought we'd be together forever. An outcast and an elder. It was forbidden love. I found that Justin's graduation ring <laughs> through an exploration of an old abandoned high school. I worked hard for that, and I don't just give it to anyone, okay? So, yeah, I could, I, I'm not just, it has to be true love. And unfortunately, like, for me, this was, let's call it what it was, this was, this was purely carnal. Hey, losers, it's me, John Connor. I've come here to kill the Terminator. Oh, cool. Do you need help? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking okay. for somebody I can teach catchphrases, like hasta la vista, baby. Okay, well, I think I do know your guy. He is hanging out at the village right now. You're going to be shocked at what you find. <laughs> He's not the guy you remember. Oh, yeah? Well, I guess I'll have to go meet him. <laughs> okay. Right. That kid's that kid's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just sent that kid off to his death. I just we had other things. We were talking about other stuff. He interrupted. Well, as a, a shit-eating grin. I, I 
He ain't coming back. I'm an elder. We shouldn't be talking about little kids like that. We should be talking about our affair. Affair? You're married? Uh, yes. Oh, I didn't want to get messed up. I didn't want to get mixed up in any of that. I thought you were thought you were single and good to go. I'm married to one of those walkers, you know, with the two legs and the feet. What do you call them? Deer. Oh, God. Okay, now I'm back in this thing. <laughs> okay, you knew exactly what to say to bring me back in. Huh? <laughs> Kiss me. Okay, to, I'm going for it. Cut to the future. So that's how you and Mom met? Uh, yeah. She died, like, three and a half weeks later. <laughs> she was really old. So, yeah, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, that was, we, they basically, uh, took some of her DNA and they created you. Oh, that's why. Okay. I didn't have to tell you all the part. Yeah. I didn't have to tell you the part about how we, how we had sex because she, she didn't call the thing a dinosaur. That's just, that's just color. I just wanted to add that in. So you kind of get a, get an idea of what we were working with. You also mentioned Polygon quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I didn't know how to do it, so okay. I used a Polygon strategy <laughs> to learn sex. <laughs> I needed help every step of the way. Daddy, what oh. other Polygon tips did you learn? Uh, well, I learned that Having children is the most wonderful thing in the entire world. And you know what? You can't learn that from a polygon strategy guide. You just have to live it. And while your mom might have been an old geezer who kicked off just a couple weeks after we met, having you two in my life, wouldn't trade that for the world. I wouldn't trade that. No, I want a bedtime story. Give me more polygon sex tips. Charlie Mahalik, thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you have anything you'd like to plug today? Uh, yeah, you can check out uh, Zach Olson and I host a show called Baywatch Watch. It's a podcast where we watch old episodes of Baywatch and then we talk about them. Uh, it's a lot of fun. That rules. It's a great podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, one yeah. of the co-hosts of this show has been on it. Yeah, Tyler's been on before. That's right. Yep. And and my internet was so bad and I, and I felt so bad. <laughs> but... <laughs> Actually, they still say uh, something that you said on that podcast like a lot, which is "dirty, dirty dog." Oh yeah, <laughs> so that comes from your episode specifically. So, well, I'm honored. <laughs> yeah, um, you also forgot to shout out Team Three, by the way. Oh yeah, it's Team Three, join our Zoom every Wednesday, night, our private Zoom. <laughs> our private Zoom. Uh, yeah, Tyler's also a part of that. So yeah, right. And we have improv a weekly team. standing appointment. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Costanza. And as always, there will be a companion stream on Twitch at Nick Costanza every Monday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can also follow the podcast at Reactivators on Twitter and Instagram. Tyler, you got anything to plug? Yeah, schnup69 on Instagram and Twitter. Um, follow us on the Patreon. It's like it's $5, just one payment right now. So 
one and done, no recurring. We got a weekly show on there every Friday that is the audio from our Twitch streams, and we're coming out with a new one that is loosely based on video games and astrology called Stario Chart with our <laughs> with our producer Brent Flyberg. Um, so check that out. Keep an eye on that. Shout out to both our producers, Lindsay Deming and Brent Flyberg, for making this show slap. This has been another episode of Reactivators. See you next time. Yeah.